Welcome to the Steve Day Show free podcast edition. Free because our benevolent overlords at CRTV have decided to underwrite the cause to make it so. To help us get our message out to as many of you as possible, thank you for tuning in today on iHeart, iTunes, and Stitcher. Please subscribe if you're not already. Write us a good review. Uh, That helps to get the word out about our podcast. If you like us, if you don't like us, don't write a good review, but don't write a bad one either. Just kind of keep your opinion to yourself then if you don't mind. Steve at SteveDace.com is the email address to let us know what you think about what we think. Last name spelled D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. And we just wrapped up for our subscribers at CRTV. We just wrapped up today's television show. Todd and Aaron, let's give folks a little preview of what's to come today at CRTV. Todd, I'll start with you. Uh, I was reminded that uh, Donald Trump, I know, news, news flash. He has no idea what he's doing. Uh, there, there is no plan. There is no scheme. Uh, there is not all the best people because he's not the best person. And he just kind of stumbles around the room like your drunken uncle. That's that's the president of the United States. Okay, Aaron. Uh, yeah, Daniel will make you want to cut yourself. Well, folks, this listen, if you'd never subscribed today, I think the message from Todd and Aaron is very clear. Don't. All right, but if you're a glutton for punishment, CRTV.com, you guys do know we need to sell some of these, right? Daniel is full of rainbows and gumdrops. That's what I like, yep. yeah. You want to modify yours? I'm not convinced that we didn't have it right the first time. No, I, I didn't ask you if you had it right. I asked you if you wanted to sell some I know, in terms, of, in terms of selling. All right, um, people, just hold on a second. We're going to kind of keep this between us. Uh, if you're listening to us, and you're not in our studio. Pretend you're you're not here. Uh, people actually want to hear uh, that uh, Trump's a victim, and nothing's his fault. Okay, that's actually the message they want. Yeah, because he doesn't. I mean, he doesn't. He doesn't even have any power anyway. So. Right. They want to. They want to hear that everything that happens to him is fake news. Yep. That's that's kind of what they want to hear, Todd. You catching me on this? You got me. Yeah, ten four, old All buddy. Right. All right. So, Todd, would you like to modify today's preview of the show at all? What do you think? That rascally press kneecaps Donald Trump again. Thank you. CRTV.com promo code days. Don't miss it. Trump victimology all day, every day. Only no one, no one does it as well as we do here at CRTV. CRTV.com. Few are trying. Actually, they're all trying. Pretty much. CRTV.com, promo code DACE. You get a discounted subscription if you use my name. And you'll not just get our show, but uh, all of the shows, including the brand new one from Phil Robertson of Duck Dynasty fame that debuted this week. CRTV.com, promo code DACE. 
Let's get to Worldview Wednesday. I personally believe... Elitism. Marxism. Atheist. Government intervention. Secular humanist. Liberals and conservatives. Materialism. Nihilism. U.S. Americans. Christian. Globalist. Socialist. Democracy. Worldview, as the word suggests, is how we look at the world around us. How do we understand life as it hits us in the face. Libertarian. Tea Partier. The free market. Nobody is without a worldview. The only question is, is it a good one or a bad one? So it becomes the glasses, the spectacles, the filter through which they're actually seeing life. And the whole universe and the world and human life is understood through that lens. This is Steve Dace. And this is Worldview Wednesday, your college philosophy class. On a podcast, we get a little bit deeper into the worldviews and the details of the issues and debates that go on in our culture each and every day. And we're wrapping up the series we've been doing on my 2014 book, Rules for Patriots, How Conservatives Can Win Again, which walks you through what I call the Ten Commandments of Political Warfare that we basically utilize in our own Act activism and advocacy and argumentation on the show each and every day. And now we're at the conclusion. When I wrote this concluding chapter, there were a lot of conversations being had then about whether or not there needed to be a third party. Mark Levin, our editor at large here um, at Conservative Review, Sarah Palin, others were openly musing about what they were calling the Freedom Party. Was it time to break away from the Republican Party? And you guys know, because even, Todd, you've been with me longer, but even, Aaron, when you started working here um, two years ago, I was still using language like, I'd like to see how a second party would do before we try try a third party, mm-hmm. right? Okay. I still would like to see how a second party would do. I'm just not sure that we're going to see that within the confines of the Republican Party, which is why I'm no longer a Republican. But my conclusion deals with this question. And it, and it looks at it from an analytical perspective. On, it looks at it from the perspective of vision, political impact, organization, what's the future look like. Um, I'm not sure the conclusion I wrote in that book is relevant right now. In fact, I don't think it is because I'm no longer a Republican. Well, Steve, what changed? Well, you'll recall going into the 2016 election. So, you know, two years after I wrote or finished the manuscript for Rules for Patriots, I was saying at that time, if you were listening to us back then in in a different format, that I thought this was the Republican Party's last chance. They had to nominate somebody that that actually represented their base, and then that person had to win. Right? I did say this a lot. And if that didn't happen, then I thought the party was probably going to disintegrate. They did nominate somebody who their base believed, much of their base believed, represented them. And he did win. And yet, I think right now, dissatisfaction with the Republican Party is higher than it was even when I wrote this book. But yet we don't hear as many people calling for a new party as we did back then. Why do you guys think that is, Todd? I'll start with you. Because scoreboard. We won. 
uh, and I use the we as broadly as possible. And when this is akin to, Steve, you've been talking a, a lot lately, and we've been com- uh, sharing stories. I'm coaching my daughter's soccer team. You're coaching your son's uh, football team and the lessons that they learn. Um, when our kids win, we've all seen it. We remember it when we were kids, and we've seen kids do it now that are friends with our children, but that they, they don't know how to win after they win. Um, instead of getting in line right away to shake their opponent's hand uh, and act like they've been there before kind of thing, they they act the fool, and that's part of teaching kids at a young age. Sportsmanship. Mm-hmm. Well, we are... the our, our side of the fence, as we found out, embarrassingly so, it, uh, like the undisciplined children who want to go nana nana boo boo or uh, we win and you lose and chant, you know, or like, you know, college uh, chants at football games where they're trying to rip on the other student section, things like that. That's who we pretty much are, and 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 so. We liked the scoreboard, uh, we, we and we we moved on with things, and we did not reflect on whether this is truly a Pyrrhic victory or not, and we won't. Yeah, uh, and my outlook on that is is similar to Todd's. The subtext of the book is how conservatives can win again. Mm-hmm. I don't think people know what winning means. Because we won an election. That, that's, I think that's what most people think of winning. And so whether or not it's with the Republican Party or with some other party, I mean, back in, um, you know, back, back during the time when this uh, book was written, you know, we were still uh, knee deep or neck deep in uh, the Obama presidency. Even though we were winning, well, I say we, even though Republicans were winning, uh, state and congressional uh, uh, elections, it still wasn't, I mean, they, those were all Pyrrhic victories because the person at the top wasn't one of them, wasn't wearing their jersey. And now that that's happening, everybody seems to think, well, you know, we've won. Uh, I, that's not what winning looks like. The, all of these rules are to start arguments and to win arguments. How many arguments have we won? NFL is unpatriotic. There's one. Mm-hmm. Um, Got a lousy T-shirt. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that's that's another one. What's another argument that we've won? That conservatives have won. Todd, um, you got anything? Second, nope. Second Amendment. No, in fact, we're Keep arguing right that. now whether a guy who's about to win a U.S. Senate seat because he didn't want to do evil, unconstitutional, immoral things judges told him to do is whether or not he's, quote, unfit for higher office, unquote, or not. We're having that, we're arguing with each other on that one, actually. Yeah. That's what we're doing. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. Uh, so Republicans won, uh, and that's good enough for, I think, most people. I think you guys are exactly right. I would, add, I would only add one thing to it. And I want you to tell me, because I've brought this point up before, But I've never really asked you guys what you think about it. So I want you to tell me if you think I'm blowing this out of proportion. But I think a lot of the reason why we don't see it is because there's simply too much money to be made in staying on the Republican plantation. 
There's too much money to be made staying on the Republican plantation, complaining about how the media has it in for us. And we can't ever get anything done. Writing about courts and judges and how terrible they are rather than actually doing something about it. Our base, our consumers, our customers want to be victims. Many of them do. Because, mo- because, because why? Because in the end, human nature is the same. Republican, Democrat, liberal, conservative, Catholic, Protestant, as we've had that conversation this week. We, we, we don't want to believe that we're responsible for our predicament. We want to believe somebody else's. And then, at times, somebody else is responsible. But then we want them to be solely responsible and not have any responsibility put on us to confront them or do something about it. And it's a lot easier to tune into Hannity tonight and be told that a 29-year-old kid just can't be expected not to know that you shouldn't lie to the FBI. That was literally what Hannity said the other night. That's what he said. Well, he's only 29 years old. You're right. You can't ask anybody to know that you don't lie to the FBI until you're at least 40, Mike Gundy. You're right. I'm a man. I'm 40. You're right. Not until you're at least 40. Aaron, when the FBI comes, lie to them. You're not 40 yet. Okay. You, can't be, you shouldn't be expected to know any differently, not to lie to the FBI. Yeah, but I'm very smart. Ask any of the Harvard schools or any of the uh, Ivy League schools. <laughs> but he's crushing it in the ratings right now, telling people this stuff, guys. He is crushing it. Remember we were doing that, we, and we looked at the May sweeps and looked at Rachel Maddow's resurgence. She was the number one show in cable. Remember this? And I said, well, now, now the test is when we get to November sweeps. Let's see what happens. Fox revamped its lineup, put Hannity opposite her. She's down to number three heading into November sweeps this month. He is freaking crushing it, saying ridiculous poop like that every night. Because it's what people want to hear. It's what they want to hear. They want to be victimized. I thought Melissa McKenzie on Twitter, um, I even retweeted her last night. She's a conservative activist. She wrote that the more secular and irreligious the right becomes, they will become just as angry and nasty as the Democrats. And she's right. Truth. Mm -hmm. And we're watching it right now happen. If I'm a 73-year-old cussing grandmother in between Pall Malls at a retirement home watching Fox tonight, because that's your average Fox News viewer, by the way. I just, gave you the, I just gave you the profile, according to Nielsen data, who the average Fox News viewer is at night. If I'm a 73-year-old retired cussing grandmother in between Pall Malls watching from my room at a retirement home. I don't want to be told my generation failed the country. And we let, we, we let the left take over the colleges and Hollywood and the media and do this to our kids and grandkids. You know what I want to be told? You shouldn't expect a 29-year-old kid to not know that you don't lie to the FBI. I want to be told that. I'm going to cheer that on in between puffs. I think for a long time, we on the right, because we were attempting to conserve transcendence and absolute truth in the culture, and morality. Somehow, I think we believe that maybe we were, we were, we were that therefore because we recognize the need for those things, and tried to conserve their place of prominence in the culture. That meant we didn't have the same weaknesses in our in human nature as those in the culture that had already rejected them. 
And that's a level of self-delusion. And I think we're watching it play itself out right now. Hannity has the highest ratings he's ever had. And he's the most ridiculous he's ever been. And it's not even close. It's, it's, I don't, don't, there's, there is no amount of money you could offer me. And I mean it too. None. I will never do that for a living. None. I have my problems. I still like to look at members of the opposite sex a lot more than I probably should. I'm pretty, I, I, I am not morally elite. But I can tell you with 100% confidence, if the choice was an endless pot of money to become what Sean Hannity is, or I make one-third or less of what I make now returning to Sports Talk Radio in Des Moines, Iowa, I can promise you. I cannot promise you I'm not going to notice the next pair of yoga pants. But I can promise you I will choose to make less than one-third of what I'm making now and do Sports Talk Radio in Des Moines. No doubt about it. Why? It's because I'm aware of my own sinfulness and weakness. That's why I won't take that other job. Because I have to wrestle. I have to die daily to who I am at heart, what I want to be. I am Romans 7 come to life, if you've ever read that. That's what I am. Because I'm aware of that painfully. The last thing I want to do is add sold my soul for a pot of porridge in this life to an already long list of, re- of, of regrets. I'm never doing that. I'm just never doing that. Nothing you could offer me. Nothing you could threaten me with. And I won't be mad. I'm just going to refuse. I'm just going to say no. But I know this is what a lot of people want. Because the numbers are what they are. And I'm a number, I'm a data guy, right? I see the data. I read it. It's what people want. Now, what people like us have to hope for is most people want a Coke or a Pepsi too. What you have to, what you have to hope is there's enough of a niche market that there can be a Dr. Pepper. Knowing you're never going to be Coke or Pepsi. But you could be a pretty successful company in and of yourself if you get the analogy I am attempting to draw, right? That's what you have to hope for. And I think there is that market. I think if you look at the success of a Ben Shapiro, for example, it is clear that that market exists. Now, we may ultimately not be good enough to take advantage of it as much as he has, but I'm okay with that too. I just want that market to exist whether we're the ones filling it or not. That's why I'm excited about his success or other people that are successful doing things like Matt Walsh or others doing things like what they're doing. Yeah, I would like us to be successful too, and we work our rear ends off here. But ultimately... We're all doing this because we want to have an impact more than we want to make an income. That's why we have the team we have here. And if other people can do this better than us, then we'll all find something else to do for a living and we'll just consume their stuff instead. That's the way the cookie crumbles. I'm not entitled to anything. But what I won't do, and I won't be bitter about it at all. I get competition. I'm okay with it. Sometimes you're just not good enough at something. Happens to all of us. But what I won't do is that Hannity Act. I'm never doing that. I'm, it's never going to happen. But it is what most people want. And, it is, and when I see Fox and Friends as the highest ratings it's ever had, it's, it's Russia today. 
if you watched if you watched Fox, you would think Hillary Clinton is president right now. If you came down from Mars and you didn't know who won the last election, or if you woke up from a freaking cryogenic sleep next to Walt Disney yesterday, and you turned on cable news and you went to Fox, who is 190 months consecutive number one network in the country, you would think Hillary Clinton was the president of the United States right now. She won the election. Hell, Hannity actually referred to her as President Clinton. Did you see that the other night? Yes. See, because I think the reason we won't leave is we have become the conservative version of what's happened to civil rights leadership in the Democratic Party. They won't leave it no matter how much they make sure they don't give them what they want, no matter how many times they betray them, no matter how many times they put the rainbow jihad ahead of them in the pecking order. But the reality is the amount of money available to be made being being the, uh, being the face of this branch of the diversity department in the Democratic Party is so overwhelming that you just stay because it's a gig. And I think that's really the issue here, too. Legality is a problem. Ballot access is a problem. But over time and effort, you could conquer those things. Other third parties have been able to. Constitution Party, Libertarian Party, they're on about two-thirds or more of the ballots in the country. And they don't have near the kinds of resources that conservative movement does. Nothing even approaching that. Now, I, I, think, I think most of us stay because that's how we feed our families. And the masses will not move without us. Because in many respects, we're their champions in conservative media. And if we stay, we get the best of both worlds. We get to complain about how useless and terrible the Republican Party is, while also complain about how bad the Democrats are. And then every November, we do the time warp again. Leading up to the cycle, it's the Republican Party is a bunch of rhino corporatist sellouts. I've, see, this is, I've done this show before, a lot. Leading up to the election cycle, the Republican Party's terrible, won't do their jobs, they hate us. What happens once the election cycle officially begins? Switch comes on. Democrats are bad, have to lose no matter what. Fine. Win the election. Where do we go? What happens in January? The cycle up too. Republicans are terrible. They're bad. They've got to go. They hate us. Election cycle officially begins. Switch comes on. We go back. This is the business of conservative media. It is literally writing about things you know no one will really ever act upon. For the purposes of an income and satiating masses who believe this stuff, but don't have the power to act on it themselves either because they're not elected officials. And that's why we stay. That's why I think it's irrelevant. In fact, I think that factor is looms larger than anything you guys mentioned, even though I think the things you guys said are true. I think it looms far larger than ballot access. And I want now I'm gonna I'm gonna turn it over to you guys because I want you, please tell me what I'm saying is wrong. 
tell me I'm blowing this way out of proportion. Because what I'm articulating is, frankly, the worst case scenario. That there's no money in being Moses. So nobody will be. Everybody's going to be the tribal leader who says, the Egyptians are terrible people. They whip us and they enslave us. But we get three square meals a day and plenty of water to drink out here in this desert and there's a roof over your head. And out there, out there beyond the upper kingdom of Egypt, you know, that could be even worse out there. You have no idea what kind of, at least the Egyptians have some refinement. They have an empire. Out there, there's cannibals and terrible people that do even worse things. Now, now, Todd, you're please going to tell me I'm wrong. No. This is the cautionary tale of uh, Ash Wednesday. You know, those who pray fast and give alms just to be seen, and they come back to you like, yeah, and the being seen part is where it's at. What, do you expect me to, uh, what, actually start going to my uh, city council meetings and my school board meetings after all that talk I made about uh, local government? No, 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 no. I mean, they they absolutely, Donald Trump likes the shows. That They like the show, Steve. This, this is their Hollywood. And we pop popcorn every single night, pull up a chair, uh, and watch as if this is uh, another Star Wars movie coming out. When it's the exact same thing every single night. Just like you said, every single night. Nothing changes. But they'll go to it over and over again uh, nonetheless, which is why uh, we get what we deserve. Well, you, don't, you, you don't have to make any real attempt at change with the modern-day right. None. They'll keep coming back for more like dogs to the vomit. Here's the thing, though, Todd, we don't know. What we don't know is, it's the chicken or the egg argument. What we don't know is if, if the empty calories, the show, is really what the base wants, and so conservative media gives that to them, or are, do they just eat the Cheez-Its out of the Vendo machine because there's nothing else conservative media, by and large, will offer them of solid food? That's what we really don't know. Do they not want solid food? And so we, we're, we're just giving the audience what it wants. Or would the audience, if we, if we, would Mikey like it if he tried it? If we put a porterhouse on a plate instead, would they rally to that? We don't really know the answer you've to that. Answered, well, you've answered your own question before on this front concerning health care, about how, how people actually really want to be taken care of uh, when they're being honest about it. On the right, they 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 don't want the the free market to decide healthcare. They want to be wrapped up in that big safety net of other people's money, uh, even those many of those on the right. So I I think um, it, it's a lot closer to that what they real really want than a lot of people would care to admit. Aaron, what's your view of this? I've never really asked you, as I've theorized about this factor in the past. What do you think? Uh, it could get better. But history tells us most of the time it doesn't get work. Or it usually gets worse. This this type of uh, slouching or sprinting towards uh, Gamora. What you guys are just describing just in the last few moments. 
is the people who are willing every t- every single time to trade their liberty for security, whether that's the uh, Israelites, even though that it didn't end up happening. The grumbling suggested that they were indeed a, willing to trade their their liberty and the promise that God had given for the, for them for captivity. Uh, essentially, that's the same thing that we're seeing right now, both on the left and on the right. The observation that you made, I think, earlier in the podcast about um, just seeing uh, people so quickly um, go from proclaiming absolute truth to completely ignoring their blind spots, or maybe that's happening simultaneously, that's going to destroy any semblance of a movement that you have the democrat well the the left in this country they have a movement they have principles they're terrible they're terrible poisonous principles but they have principles and they will die on those hills and you see that every time there's an opportunity to do that no matter how dumb they look but with the the right on this country in this country we say we have principles, but then we don't live like them, as Todd just pointed out a few moments ago. We say we want small local government, but then we won't go to school board meetings or city council meetings. That's just an indication that even though our principles may be good and may be the ones that are on the and they are on the right side of history when all things are said and done, if they belong to a people who doesn't practice them, eventually the entire country, the entire nation and society will end up in ruin. But it could change. That's the that's the hope that what we would have. change it. That's the hope that we have to have. Revival what, what, revival would change it. I think that's the only thing that would change it. Is do you guys think this 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 is this entire podcast, this entire show, this entire faux movement that we have, this industry that we have, it it doesn't really matter unless we're looking to to revival at this point. It doesn't matter. Not not a darn thing matters. So that's the only thing. That's the only thing that that should motivate us. At least, at least that should be our primary motivation when we come at these issues. What would change it, Todd? Yeah, anything I, short I, of revival? Do you think would change it or not? It wasn't very long ago when I thought yes. When people make all the great. Uh, Empires of the world have fallen, yeah, but I couldn't even wrap my my adult brain around that happening. And it, as a Christian who believed in the fallenness of man and sin, now I can't imagine it not happening. I can't imagine the recovery. I can't see in my lifetime a revival happening that could uh, turn this thing around in time, at least to affect my lifetime. I, I really I, that's why I say I feel like we're living in the time of the prophets truth after truth after truth levied at us desperately so please before it's too late and we just say no my I'm in the middle of my orgy I'll pass then what do we do if that is the environment in which we live? I mean, isn't there a proverb that says, if the foundations be destroyed, right? So, or maybe that's out of Ecclesiastes, but th- that's really what we're talking about. And what do you do? Is it just as simple as, you know, we asked Daniel Horowitz this question today on the TV show, he, he dropped Micah 6-8 on us, right? Okay. Do good, 
do what's right, walk humbly with your God. That's essentially Micah 6a. Is it just as simple as you just do the best job you can, as best you can, you let the chips fall where they may, and it is what it is? That maybe it doesn't require any more deeper analysis than that. Well, for, we were talking about this back during the election, immediately after the election, reevaluating our paradigms. And, and I've said, regarding election 2018, I, I just, I don't care. Now, if an outcome comes out of it that gives me reason to care about it, uh, I, I will. Um, but I, I think that's the challenge of this show. Obviously, your challenge uniquely because it bears your name. How do you cover politics in an entirely new way? Not to not as a novelty act, but to to do it because you just refuse to accept that the emperor is wearing clothes when he so clearly is not. I I, I think that's what we have to wrestle with so not the horse race thing pass it's not it's not feeding reality it's simply continuing to feed the farce that the last how many decades have been to me the the only interest other than covering it is part of my job but the only impactful interest the outcome of the midterms I think will have next year is the odds of an impeachment proceeding or how the legislative branch of government will react to whatever is the final finding of the Mueller probe. I think it's all riding on that, probably. But, you know, they're back to talking about capping 401ks again today. I mean, the Republicans are. That's political suicide. I don't know how else to put it, guys. That is literally political suicide. Who relies on a 401k? People in your tax bracket and mine, Todd. Warren Buffett doesn't give a flip about a 401k. That is political suicide. So... It's like Aaron said, we're not winning any of these arguments. We won an argument with the NFL. That was cool. I mean, didn't really do anything to help my kids' future. Yours? No. No? You altering your future, Aaron, on winning that argument with the NFL? Mm, no. Any fewer dead babies at Planned Parenthood today, do you think, because we won the argument with the NFL? No. No? Got a hell of a show, though. We enjoyed it, right? We loved, we loved it. Got, got a nice show out of it. This is like Sir Edmund Gibbon, the decline and fall of the Roman Empire stuff. You realize that, yeah. right? Yes. Are you not entertained? That's essentially... If you wrapped up all the five reasons that Sir Edmund Gibbon gives for the decline and fall of the Roman Empire, they could really all be wrapped up in, 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 in Russell Crowe's line from Gladiator. Are you not entertained? I mean, it could really all just be wrapped up in that. If they were, if they were, if they were a catchphrase, then the entire momentous work of Edmund Gibbon were a text, were a catchphrase. Don't you think that's what it would basically sure, be? Sure. Is that not basically what this is about right now? Are you not entertained? And that's why, even like when you say the four hundred one k thing, it's simultaneously obviously true. And then I scratch my head and I. Like, how many, who is tuned into that? 
Is all of politics on some level, in terms of the nuts and bolts that we talk about as our duty, is it is it like Twitter, where there's just way more people that have nothing to do with Twitter than are? So even though even it makes it does affect them, it will affect them, but they are so tuned out on that, uh, other than a bullet point, and and. They they will sim they'll simultaneously say they want thing while being eh, okay when they, when they get the other again like you've already talked about in the past uh, with healthcare they they the government needs to back off oh, but you know, don't take my healthcare away uh, the, the, the double minded man is unstable in his all his ways and I I it, I think it's pretty clear that the the Republican base can be treated like apps they like harvey weinstein treats hollywood women yet we'll keep coming back for you know more. who else gets to do that black america gets treated the same way from democrats mm-hmm. that's why yeah, i drew that yeah. in, that's why i drew that very analogy a few minutes ago i mean that's 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 how black america gets treated by democrats Hillary just shows up pretending to talk black once every four years. You get nothing else. Meanwhile, their their millionaire rainbow jihad donors get whatever they want while you get squat. That's essentially the same dynamic, isn't it? Yeah. Just substitute black America for conservatives and rainbow jihad elites for corporatist K Street elites. And it's the same story. Same, just different chapter and verse, right? That's all. It's different. Names are changed. The dialect is different, but it's really the same story. Is that kind of what you're saying? Absolutely. Yeah. The 2018 election is going to, based on what you just said, Todd, could it be said that the 2018 election hinges on this question? Are there enough Republican voters who care more about sticking it to the Democrats than they do the fact their health care premiums and their taxes didn't go down? That's really it, isn't it? Yeah, that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. Now, we don't really know. The answer might be yes. It, that, it, the answer might be yes. I mean, especially from the, you know, not to spoil from uh, today's television show, but if the Democrats' messaging is George Washington is Adolf Hitler, the answer to that question could turn out to be yes. Oh, I think it's now historically yes even without that. Historically, the answer is always no. People always, in, in the that, end. But that's my vote, point, vote though. For their, vote for their pocketbook in the end, always. I wish that weren't true. I wish it weren't true. I wish it weren't true. I, I wish people looked at 4,000 dead babies today and just said, that can't happen on my watch, but they don't. What they do look at is there's 50 bucks less in my paycheck or my health insurance premiums are double from what they were last year. They look at that. Now, what we're about to find out is your taxes aren't going to go down. And, and if they do, it's most of you won't feel much of it from what they're talking about, frankly. And your health insurance premiums certainly aren't going down. So the, we're going to find out next November. Because we know they're lit on the other side. We know that, right? They're lit as flip. They're lit, man. They can't get more lit. If they get more lit on the left, they're going, they are going to flame out before we get to the wedding night. All right, they're going to be passed out. You know, you sent the wedding party home and the spouse is like, all right, fires up the, let's get it on. And you're, you're out. 
Okay, that's they can't get more lit. They can't. They're at 11, 12, 13. We're not even. They're, they're on a freaking. They're on the Richter freaking scale on the other side, bro. They are lit as flip. Lit. So what we're gonna find out on the other, on the Republican side is how lit are you over? I'm still getting gouged on my health insurance. What was what was the tweet from our boss Gaston Mooney, our executive editor here at Conservative Review? that I tweeted out earlier. Let me see if I can find that in my timeline because I want to share it with the audience. Just give people a, a picture of what we're talking about. All right? So, um, he tweets out this morning. No, no, I can't find it. Crud. Where is it here? Because I, I, I want to share the exact... Here it is. In the last two years, Gaston tweeted, my healthcare premium has gone up from $900 to $1,900 a month, and I only had one child added. That ain't going down between now and November of 2018. Ain't going down. Everything they're proposing won't make it go down. It's debatable whether it'll make it go down by 2020 or 2021, but it won't make it go down by November of 2018. So that's not going to change. So they missed their window to make that change. They're not willing to do what it would take to make that number change. So you're all screwed on the Obamacare front. Every last one of us are. I am as a business owner. All of you that are consumers, you're all, we're all toast. Okay. They may or may not be able to do some tax reform, but the biggest tax cuts are going to be for corporate earners, which by the way, I'm all for cutting tax on corporations because that'll spur job growth. But most of you listening to this are not going to see a demonstrable change. You're not. I mean, you'll take $1,000 a year more than you were giving before. We would all take that. But you divide that by 12, and we're not even talking 100 bucks a month. You know, so, I mean, that's not, even, that's not going to even cover your car payment, guys. Most of you won't cover your, your electric bill. So modest, and then if we're going to cap 401ks on top of that, (laughs) you're better off telling them, don't do anything. Just keep the system the way it is. So modest at best tax relief, no relief on Obamacare at all. We're really going to find out. Are there enough people that truly hate the Democrats enough and wouldn't, if there are, it wouldn't be like the Democrats don't deserve it, frankly. But are there enough people that can get lit as flip as they are on the Democratic side? They want to vote tomorrow, the next day, the day after that. They are ready to go. Are there enough people that would vote Republican that can get that fired up? That can match the intensity of the other side? When? Because... Most of you are people with families. Most of the people on the Democratic side are not, or not as many of you anyway. So can you match their intensity when your health insurance didn't go down at all and you got a modest at best tax relief? That's really the question of 2018, really, isn't it? Don't you think? Well, their intensi- matching their intensity... We've, we're increasingly learning matching I mean it's a, it's a level of crazy now regarding progressivism 
so I I don't even know if it's so much that it's why I can I can almost take to the, to the bank my thinking about how they, the progressives are the one who are going to be uh, dumb last. I, I truly believe that, and so it's 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 a reaction to that. Absolutely, that will be powerful. It won't be built in principle. It'll be a principle that will be uh, followed through on to the ends of the earth, which is where you need to follow through on principles. It'll just be an anger that you've already been down this road that is understandable. That's it's been proven. We we know the template for this. Nothing has changed. It got Trump. Why couldn't it do that again, even with his low negatives? Because he didn't have great uh, positives before then. There there was a great level of concern about him. I don't know why I wouldn't. I, I don't think we can answer your questions. I here's what I do think though. I think I think we would not have even entertained your questions a year ago. We wouldn't have even entertained them. Because we had decades of metrics that showed if these were your data points, you are doomed. I, oh, I know. It's just a degree to the degree of the doom that, depending on what the the election map is, what the environment is. Well, that is the environment. It just depended on how many friendly races there are to the other party. You know what I'm trying to say? But there was no question you were doomed. It was just an amount a matter of how doomed are you. We will now even entertain what you're asking because I don't believe the previous paradigms are true. I don't believe the previous metrics are true. I don't. I mean, I would have never even said with a straight face a year ago that people could get so screwed by a political party as to have the main reasons they voted for them not kept, even close to even tried, frankly, and they would still return and do it en masse anyway because the alternative of what they are yeah. thinking of is so drastic. I would not have entertained that. I'm, I'm, I'm a... I wouldn't even argue with you about it. I'm listening now. I'm, I, I think we have to play the game out. I, my point is, it's like a college football. We've got a new offense now. All right, so when, they, when we saw the wishbone offenses come in in the 60s and 70s, the paradigm of what we thought college football was changed. When you saw the veer offenses and the run-and-shoot offenses of the 70s and 80s, the paradigm we thought of changed. When you saw the zone read option and the stuff we see now, you know, and the, the paradigm changes. Nick Saban started running a 3-4 off defense, now runs a 4-3, responding to the changes. Things are changing. There's no question about that, and I think we have to let it play itself out. I would have told you you're nuttier than a fruitcake 12 months ago. I know you would have. But now I don't believe that. I believe there's a possibility. I'm still not convinced you're right, but I believe I, I believe it's at least possible that you are. And so now we're going to play. Now we're going to, as Chris Berman used to say, that's why they play the games. We're going to play it out, okay? Well, there was... Uh there was recently, I think it was regarding the... Because if the other party's going to run on George Washington as Hitler, like they said on Fox and, yesterday... And they will. It's possible you could they be will. right. It's possible. Because, Steve, on the other side of that, there's not a bunch of people on the other side of that George Washington as Hitler thing, a bunch of pundits and the people framing the debate who are now all of a sudden doing a facepalm. I can't believe he said that. No, they believe it too. That there's no grown-ups in the room on that side. We don't have grown-ups either, but there's no grown-ups. You understand in if what you're saying is true, we are really screwed. Yeah, I believe because we're Because it screwed. means the Republican Party doesn't have to do anything yeah. at all. Yes, and, and we will get, that's we will, my point. And, and, and we are spread eagle on the bed at, 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 the, at the rattling of a zipper. Yes. You realize that's what it means. Yes, because we're talking tribalism. Hey, you're still a Lions fan, right? Mm-hmm. 
they're terrible and have been terrible for a long i mean they're not you know they're just as a franchise but you're there you know we're, we're and that there's that's an innocent tribalism mm-hmm. no we're locked in into the other kind there was just a poll i think it was given to season ticket holders of the chargers and i and it was one of the first questions was how important is winning to you as a fan you know it's 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 <laughs> The fact that that question is being asked at all is the paradigm shift you're talking about. You would never with a straight face ask your fan base that question. But now it it could be any number of things. And here's it comes down to total depravity, Steve. Hate. Just raw hate. Just look at your own life. You're not, not proud of it, but is there anything at certain times in your life that you've enjoyed more than the hate you've had for someone or something just in that moment mm-hmm. oh you just can't get enough mm-hmm. i mean it is it, that righteousness they deserve it um that's that, it's good enough steve it's always been good enough to do a lot of things that sentiment at, has often been one of the at many of the worst and moments of my life i'm the most ashamed of yes actually. yes but look at the culture they're not they're neck deep in that and they're not ashamed I know exactly what I'm saying. That's why I say, and you know I've said it for a long time, we're living in the time of the prophets. Aaron, you get the last word. <sighs> Revival. That's liter- I took you seriously. I took you literally. That's the last word. Hmm. Well, thus comes to the end of our Rules for Patriots series. Going back through my 2014 book, Thanks for tuning in here on Another Worldview Wednesday. Don't forget to join us today on CRTV.com. Promo code DACE for today's TV show. If you don't want to miss Daniel Horowitz and his wisdom, we'll be back at it again tomorrow. Until then, John 317. This is Steve Dace. I like it, you.